war. War never changes. What's up, Wastelanders? Boys and girls, prepare to be astounded, bedazzled, and otherwise stupefied. <laughs> you talk a lot. Sound funny when you talk like a stupid human. <laughs> I am online once again. Tremble world before my electric heating coil of doom. <laughs> What's up, Wastelanders? Hello and welcome to this special bonus episode of Tapes from the Wastes. I'm one of your hosts, KDB, and today I'm joined by my fellow wanderer and good friend, Eric, a.k.a. Sulio. Eric, how's it going? Hi, everybody! No, sorry, just, I had to do that at least <laughs> once. How's it going, everybody? <laughs> good to be here. So this is going to be a little bit different from our usual law breakdown episodes in that both obviously Eric and myself are here. We're recording this live together. Um, so that, that's a first. We're going to have a bit of a chat about what's going on in the Fallout world right now uh, with the main thing, of course, being Steel Dawn. So this was the huge update in Fallout 76 that was, that was released like a couple of weeks ago now, two weeks ago. Um, and this update, uh, so it's finally brought the Brotherhood of Steel to Appalachia and love them or hate them, they are this immense presence in the Fallout universe, Fallout universe and, you know, one of the backbones of the franchise. So, uh, yeah, they're here. Uh, and so I should say there might be, there'll be mild spoilers ahead for the Steel Dawn questline. So if, uh, We're not I, I guess, drop anything too yeah, yeah, we can discuss it, but if it's, we'll keep it relatively vague, but if you want to remain completely unspoiled, maybe. Go and play the quest line first, and then you can come back and listen to this. It'll take you, like, I think they said, like, six hours tops. I don't even yeah. know if it took me that long. Yeah, I was just going to say, so um, I so I haven't finished the quest line. Eric has, but I checked before I came on how far along I was, and I have, like, two more part, you know, two more quests to do of that whole quest line. So I'm the bulk of the way through it. Um, but, yeah, so um, we... Yeah, before we get into it, before we actually talk about Steel Dawn um, uh, itself, I wanted to quickly pull up the Fallout wiki. So for those that don't know, and obviously most people will, but this is just a very brief summary on the Brotherhood of Steel themselves. So uh, this, and this is the site that we use, you know, we use for the law sections in, in the podcast. So yeah, I can't yep. recommend it enough. According to Fallout Wiki, the Brotherhood of Steel is a techno-religious faction in North America whose main mission is to recover pre-war technology. They have a long history of roots stemming from the United States Armed Forces, and they have various branches and various different groups that are spread all across the wasteland. So the Brotherhood of Steel themselves, Eric, what is your general opinion on them prior to Steel Dawn and prior to Fallout 76? It kind of depends on the game. Like, I really liked them in Fallout 3. They they were really, you know, approachable. Um, honestly, I haven't played enough of 4 to really know how they are in 4, although the general consensus is that they're a-holes. Um, 76, I, um, I kind of liked them. I thought they were... Um, New Vegas, I was happy to get Veronica out of there. Um, they weren't the most pleasant people there either. Basically, they're like, okay, this technology is ours and no one else can have it. So, 
Um, I think I, I think I kind of like them in Fallout seventy six so far, uh, depending on who it is that I'm dealing with. But we'll get into that, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, I mean, generally in the past, I've never liked them that much. As you said, they're usually, especially like you say in Fallout four. Um, I've always been inclined to rebel against them, and and they they feel they say that they're there to you know to help to help people and they're there for our benefit but it's kind of like their way or the highway and it feels a little bit you know a bit too pushy for my liking so i get to take the opportunity in game to be a bit rebellious and so in fallout 4 i i i went through and got all of the endings eventually but my first time through i was like i oh, know uh, uh i think i so i sided with the railroad and i feel like i'm more kind of inclined to be with a group like that like the raiders or the railroad yeah. um even though i'd probably be a nice raider there'd be you know not lots of murdering or anything like that In but yeah they have... you can actually blow up their bunker yeah <laughs> and uh <laughs> i i really enjoyed bringing down the breadwin in fallout 4 um and they they have cool armor obviously and yeah. some nice weapons Elder Maxon's coat in Fallout 4 is one of my favorite pieces of apparel in the entire franchise. <laughs> so I made sure to, uh, I made sure. I've I heard people that. say that, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I love his gear. I got that from his body. Um, now, there was a character as well. So it's, uh, it's the one with no legs, the female. Uh, she's an engineer in Fallout 4. Um, I think it's Proctor Ingram. She was one of my favorite Brotherhood of Steel characters. Like, I don't really like dance again he it just yeah i've i've dealt with him before and most people don't like him it's just they all as i said they all have this kind of pushy way about them and it kind of travels over a little bit into steel dawn but yeah i think generally it's just that yeah they're, they're not my kind of people so i've never really felt inclined to to align with them but um anyway so they're here again and this is obviously so this is early in the brotherhood of steel days yeah for steel dawn Yep, so that's uh, what I've gathered. They mention that they're based out of California, and they do mention Elder Maxon. So, but that's really about it. Um, they, I guess they were sent here. That something they talk about something really bad happening. Yeah, either right before or right after the Great War, and they didn't really. I don't think they they really went into details. But at one point, Shin makes some sort of comment about how uh, Romani is trying to make up for past mistakes or something like that. I don't know if you've heard him say that. Yeah, that I was might gonna, be a little bit before. I was going to say the um, the first part of the Steel Dawn quest, and I'll talk about this more in a bit. But I missed some of the dialogue because I was streaming it, and which is probably a stupid thing to do because those speech heavy sections you just miss it because you know you're yeah. kind of you're chatting to people in chat as well so i missed a lot in those first couple of sections but the more recent stuff I, I did kind of get a bit more of the story um so you finished the quest line yeah i actually didn't really stream it i remember fire rider saying hey i haven't played this i don't want to i can't watch anybody's streams until yeah. i play it so i'm like okay i'll stream other stuff yeah and now i mean i the way I play is I kind of focus on something and just plow through it. Yeah. Um, some, well, not all the time, but a lot of the time. And I played through Wastelanders already. So, um, yeah, I just, I kind of made, I, I didn't even, 
I won't say that I like worked my way through it quickly because I only did like one or two quests a day, but it still didn't really take me that long to finish. Yeah, I think. Um, I mean, I can't have been playing the Brotherhood of Steel questline for more than four hours right now. And as I said, I checked, and I'm right. I'm close to the end. I'm on the last. Like, what was the, the last one you did? So I did the. I mean, let me just pull up the list here because I won't remember it off the top of my head. So the quest line. Just bear with me. I spent I spent ages putting all these links together, and now I can't even find them. Here we go. I've got it. So the last one I did today was supplying demands, and according to the list, there's two more to do. Was that the treehouse village? Uh, that was one. It was the one after that. Oh, okay. So supplying demands was the one. Where oh, you have to. Yeah, well, you, you have to deal with the um, foundation, or was it crater? Yeah, yeah. So you so you speak with Gloria, um, and then you've got to listen to. I'm just going through the list here. Listen to the web, weapon demonstration holotape. Uh, investigate Kerwood Mine. So yeah, I did that. Yeah, Mike Tiller. That you have a confrontation with Mike Tiller. So the, the main story of this is that they come back and find that stashes of their yeah. weapons have been stolen and they're sending you out to recover them. And the one is somebody in Foundation. Uh, I don't want to spoil anything, but uh, let's just say there's a reason why they don't want a lot of people to have these weapons. Yeah. And that was kind of an example of things that could happen when people who aren't trained deal with them. So it it, it was bad. Yeah. <laughs> Let's just leave it at that. So when you so you finished it completely. Like I say, I have thoughts which I'll get into in a bit, but now you have finished it, what's your you know, what's your overall kind of feeling? What did you really like about it? What did you dislike? What do you think worked and didn't? It's basically well, and there's kind of debate about this. I'm not sure. They they said that this was steel dawn, and then there's also been reports that this was steel dawn and fractured steel. I don't really think that that's the case because it left on a cliffhanger, where I guess this goes into spoilers, but there's dissension among the ranks. Um, the there's a quest later on that talks that you, basically you find an enclave bunker. And I'm not really going to go into what goes on there, but let's just say it was pretty interesting what was going on at that bunker. And it does tie into things going on in Fallout 76. Nice. So I think that this was just Steel Dawn. And it very well sets up what goes on later on. Like, this is the first step in a really big storyline. So I'm excited to see, you know, what happens next. I've heard that it won't happen until like March. So we've got a little bit of ways, but I think it was a good first act. So that's actually interesting to hear you say that because one of my, one of my first notes about it is that I felt that it, I felt that nothing so far not much had happened to tie into like a larger story. There was just mm -hmm. this, yeah, we need to get some weapons back. And it felt, that felt just so basic. Like there just felt no depth to that. Obviously you meet some new characters and things like that. 
But that was my biggest gripe so far that I'm playing it. I'm just like, this feels like any other side quests. It didn't feel like any kind of big Fallout lore dump or connection to any other events or things like that. So, yeah. It it does. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, and I've got a feeling the Enclave will be showing up at some point. Uh, That would be exciting. Um, (laughs) Those bastards. Like I said, the second to last quest you go to an Enclave bunker. Yeah, that's my next one. And, well, gear up. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It it gets pretty crazy in there. Um, And then there's a choice that you have to make at the end of that that leads into the end quest there. And like I said, I, I don't think that Fractured Steel was included. So... I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it was, but it didn't feel it the way it left off. Um, I the think fo- it the follow-on that they're bringing next year is that called Fractured Steel, or have they named it something else? Is it no, bro- or is it Broken Steel? Uh, Broken Steel is Fallout Three. Uh, Broken Steel is Fallout Three. Yeah, um, of course. So yeah, there, there's Fractured Steel, and I heard on you know shout out to the Fallout feed they were talking about another part called Steel Rain. Yeah. So I'm, I'm excited to see, um, you know, with Elder Scrolls Online, they'll have the big chapter that gets released, and then they have DLC released around it throughout the next year. Mm. So I don't know if this is going to be, I don't, I mean, this is basically they're just dropping the DLC parts throughout the year, from my understanding. Yeah. So... Yeah, I'm just, hopefully they'll be longer than six hours. Yeah, yeah. It's, I mean, I get it. It's fine. Like, it's a free down. It's a free update. So it's like you could. I, I'm not gonna complain. I'm not complaining. It's just you know how I feel. And like I say, so far it just didn't feel like it had much depth. Much depth. But if it is an introduction to lots more that's coming, then yeah, that's that's great. And you know that makes sense. So I'm kind of happy with that. Um, I. So, yeah, I've been playing through it. I'm not sure how you did, but I've been playing through it kind of like begrudgingly. Like, as I said, I don't really like aligning with the Brotherhood of Steel. So <laughs> at any chance I got to lie or work against them so far, I have. Um, with One of the biggest ones, so one of the biggest points of doing that so far was when you go to... Crater? Uh, P- yeah, when you find Pierce and you interrogate Pierce and then you go to the crater and then there's Sheena and she says, they'll mm-hmm. take the holotape and get the data. Now, I I don't know if that is an actual choice or is it because I chose to take Holotape and steal the data and give it back to her. I don't know what you did. You can talk to Scribe Valdez Mm. and she'll say that there's like a fake file that you can give to them. Oh, okay. Which is actually what I did. Yeah. So that's probably what I've done is given them this fake file. This is what I mean. Sometimes the game tricks you into thinking you're making decisions, but really you're just playing the way it wants you to. But... Um, I think you have to talk to Valdez first. Yeah. And she's I, like, oh, okay, well, it's funny you mentioned that because I've been working on, uh, you know, protective measures against things like that. <laughs> I like Valdez. I'll get to that in a minute with the character. I do too. Um, yeah. yeah, so, uh, like I say, I play through, I'm like, ah, oh, goddamn, like, I, like you know, fuck the Brotherhood of Steel <laughs> as I'm playing it. Like, But you want to play through the quest. You can't just walk in there and, and kill them all. I'm, I don't know if you can kill any of them you know sometimes i haven't tried yeah yeah like and it, it, with obviously fallout 76 there's no going back so it's <laughs> you kind of would have to make a new character to to experiment with that but yeah so I, i'm i'm playing through begrudgingly um 
Speak, the way I, I, I view this version of the Brotherhood of Steel is Romani and Valdez are, they kind of exhibit the qualities I like about them. Mm-hmm. And Shen kind of, he he's everything I hate about the Brotherhood of Steel. Yeah. I think that's spot on. Um, yeah, uh, I get the, I also get the feeling about Shin, like, cause you know, he's just this classic guy, like, you know, he's, he's, he's committed to the Brotherhood of Steel, but I feel like some of the stuff he, he said, it feels like he's maybe not being completely honest to himself. It feels like there's like a little bit of, he won't tell you what happened. Yeah. Really, yeah. Um, what else did I put here? So, so Dagger, the, one of those Blood Eagles leaders, uh, yeah. She seemed like a really interesting character, but like nothing happened with her. I was kind of disappointed that you just, just turn up her. and you just kill her. And, that, <laughs> and I was like, I've been spending like an hour and a half to get here. And yeah, I, that that was a little bit frustrating, which is a shame because even just the name Dagger, it's a great name, I thought. So um, I really it's enjoyed... Uh, a great um, uh, raider name. It is, it's perfect. <laughs> um, the So the fact finder... The pit, the revolver, um, the forty-four revolver. I really enjoyed that. That's instantly become my sub weapon. Just prior to me starting the Brotherhood of Steel, this Steel Dawn quest line, I was looking for shotgun am- shotgun ammo in other vendors, and I found uh, somebody was selling forty-four rounds for really cheap. So it's, you know, for one cap per round, which is you know as you should do really. Yeah. Pisses me off yeah. when people charge like five, two to two or five caps per round, um, especially with five millimeters like yeah. I need for my Gatling. <laughs> and I had because I had a, a I had the I was using the voice of Set as my sub weapon, my sub my sub revolver. I but just it's not, got that. Yeah, <laughs> it's not as powerful as the Fact Finder, and so the Fact Finder. Let me just go through this quickly for because I think ev- everyone gets this. It's it's a reward for complete quests, but it is a. Uh, so yeah, it's a unique variant of the forty-four pistol. It comes with a stylish bull barrel, bull barrel, as well as a two-shot explosive and reduced AP cost. Yeah, so it's the two, it's the explosive two-shot thing, which kind of makes it really pack a punch. So uh, yeah, and I had bought like six hundred rounds of forty-four, um, of forty-four rounds just before I started. So then they handed me this gun, and I was like, perfect! Like I have all this spare ammo. And it's become a great sub weapon. So I really enjoyed that part of it so far. Um, what else do I have here? Did you get Oathbreaker? No, I didn't get Oathbreaker. Oh, that might be from the next, from the uh, bunker quest. Yeah, I got the missile launcher. The, is it the Hellfire yeah. launcher? Yeah, I got that. Um, so yeah, maybe I'll get this uh, Oathbreaker next. It didn't seem particularly special. Yeah. Hell, the Hellfire missile launcher. Like, yeah. I don't. It didn't have any statistics with it. Ones you get from quests don't tend to be that good that often. Like generally, the legendaries you get from uh, creatures or from uh, the rusty pick or tend to be better. The ones they hand out from quests just seem pretty average. But I really, really did like the fact finder. Um, so yeah, like generally, my thoughts are so far. It like I say, it feels like it's lacking depth a little bit. But you know, as we've discussed, it's potentially the start of something bigger, so that's good. Um, Actually, now that I think about it, Oathbreaker might kind of reveal the choice I made <laughs> at the quest line just by the name. I don't, I don't <laughs> mind too much about uh, the the spoiling of this, as I said. But I think some people listening might. So as I said, listen. Hopefully, you've compl- finished the quest line before you hear all this. Yeah. 
Great. Okay, so I wanted to highlight some of the characters. Um, some of these characters have some of the best names, some of my favourite names in Fallout history. So I'll just go through some of them here. Um, so there's obviously a huge list of char characters, but I'm going to highlight some of my favourites. So one is Art Knapp. So I thought that was a great name. So Art Knapp is a farmer in Appalachia. He's visiting Fort Atlas to request an exchange with a brother who's oh, still yeah. trading okay. his crop for protection. You speak to him at the start. Yeah. Um, and there's also uh, a character called Tally Lang in there as well, which uh, <laughs> I was streaming and uh, that went down really well. Is she the um, raider girl? Yeah, the, what, yeah. Uh, she's... But she's pretending not to be a raider. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 But you can she, tell she straight says away. She's not, but yeah. yeah, it's like, whoa, what? What do you mean? No, I'm not a raider. Um, <laughs> uh, the Putnam family. <laughs> yep. I enjoyed that name. And we've got Dagger. Obviously, we mentioned Dagger. We've got Badger, How the did dog. Colin do in that ghoul fight. So he got through it. He d he got through it. And Marty killed a couple of them, and then was just kind of he stayed there at the entrance the whole time. <laughs> And he's the big, like, yeah. sports guy. <laughs> he's supposed to be the one that takes them on. Yeah, Colin did really well. And uh, he he said that, um, you know, afterwards, it's, I think he's, he felt like a new man or something. And he was ready to, you know, it, it's given him a confidence boost. So I'm glad I chose chose Colin. Um, yeah, Badger the dog, who unfortunately you can't pet, which is a shame. Um, who else do we have? Gloria Chance, Tad Chance, uh, Tally Lang, yeah, Mike Tiller. Yeah, just some of those names here, and uh, I just for some reason I just got a kick out of, kick out of them. And I know uh, Fallout is kind of known for having really uniquely named characters, and I'm glad they they, they put a lot of thought into these as well. Um, but specifically characters, so let's talk a little bit more about Shin. He's such a heel, right? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> he is a complete heel. So I've got Shin's page up here. Let's go through some of his stats. So, yeah, so Daniel Shin is a Knight of the Brotherhood of Steel, second in, in command to Paladin Romani of the Brotherhood First Expeditionary Force. So, uh, let's have a look. So his role, he's an executive officer. He's ranked knight. Obviously, his location is Atlas Observatory, because that's where this takes place. Uh, physical traits, his hair color is described as warm black, <laughs> which is... <laughs> I, don't, I don't think I've ever heard black, the color black described as warm, but, you know... No. Um, yeah, eye color brown hairstyle dapper, <laughs> which I like. Um, behavior, he's aggressive, foolhardy, but he helps allies. Um, and he and he's obviously a human. He's part of the human race, it says here. Mm -hmm. So, so yeah, Shin, as I said, he's one of the first big characters that you meet. Um, straight away, you get a bit of an asshole vibe from him. He's kind of telling you what to do, and he's very—he's quizzing you and, and things like that. Um, you don't need to know this information. I'm not going to tell you a thing. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I think I gave him, as I say, that there was a point a couple of quests ago. I gave him the opportunity to give his opinion, and he sort of let his guard down a little bit. And that's what I'm saying. You can tell that something's happened and something's gone on that he doesn't want to talk about. Did it mention his voice actor? Because he has to be Stephen Russell. So, so I've specifically gone out of my way to look into the voice actor here, and there's actually some fantastic bit of trivia. So it's not that it's not that guy. So uh. this is a voice actor named. He's a, a Korean American actor named Tom Che. Uh, it's spelled Tom Choi, but I I looked into this because I didn't want to butcher it. It's actually pronounced <laughs> Tom Che. So okay. Um, 
so he has done voices in um, uh, Batman Arkham Knight, just like additional sub voices. Uh, oh, okay. He was a voice. He was the collector in Death Stranding. Um, he's also been. Uh, he's also. He's not just a voice actor. Uh, you know, he's been. He's known for what's the TV show? I think it's Teen Wolf. Yeah, yeah. He's known for playing Ken Yukimura. Oh, the TV show version, not yeah. the '80s movie yeah. with. Michael J. Fox. Yeah, yeah, the t- yeah. <laughs> but um, really interestingly, I thought so. Since two thousand and eight, he has been the voice of Liu Kang from Mortal Kombat. Really? Yeah, which I thought was wow. quite cool. So he's kind of this generation's Liu Kang. You know, Not we the hit Bruce Mortal Lee, Kombat, obviously annoying sounding one. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, yeah, he, he he's a very handsome man as well. If you look at the picture on uh, on Fallout Wiki, yeah, he's he's very smooth looking. Um, but yeah, he does a great job as Shin, as I say, because he instantly makes you hate him. <laughs> yeah, that's good. So so yeah, shout out to him for some great work as Shin. Um, and then what else do I have here? So yeah, then moving on to some of the more pleasant characters. So uh, so Val- Valdez, I mentioned, I like. Um, when you first start talking to her, she's really smiling at you and being really, really friendly, which <laughs> yeah. you know, caught me off guard. Um, but then oh, we got your Re- new recruit here. Let me share you every share with you everything I know. <laughs> yeah. uh, and then we've got um, Romani. So this is uh, Fallout seventy. Uh, Steel Dawn is not actually Romani's first appearance. She had a very brief appearance uh, in the legendary run up when the legendary run update came out. She was on the Brotherhood broadcast, and I, so it was just her voice, I believe. Okay. That um, she looks a lot like Commander Daguerre, the space commander. Uh, oh uh, yeah, yeah. I'm just look, yeah, I'm just looking at the picture Without now. The scar on her face. Yeah. So she has fantastic armor as well, which I absolutely love. Like I said before, things I like about the Brotherhood of Steel, their armor is great. The uh, if you get a chance, take another look at it next time. But I thought that her armor, it looks actually a lot like um, uh, the Dark Brotherhood's armor. You know, what, I can't remember what it's called. The one you get right at the end of the Shrouded. cross line. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It oh, really the resembles ancient, that. Like you're, the one that you get later on where you have to um, find the seer and she'll point you in the direction of it. Okay, yeah, that's yeah. the ancient shrouded armor. Yeah. And I don't know, you know, again, there's, there's as far as we're aware, aware you know, Elder Scrolls and Fallout are not set in the same universe, but They're sometimes, that they are. Yeah, yeah, there's like little nods and references, and I just felt like straight away I saw it, and it reminded me of it because I really like that armor from from Skyrim, so I thought that was quite cool. A lot of people tend to uh, go for the Nightingale armor. Yeah, it's interesting yeah, that that's the, cool too. A lot of the Brotherhood of Steel people, when they're in their power armor, they don't wear their helmet. <laughs> It's like you're, oh, yeah. you're so protected everywhere else and that you leave your head exposed. That is a really common thing, yeah. <laughs> yeah, dance and just be stomping around. But And he's always got his um, his uh, Brotherhood of Steel, you know, what do they call that, where it, you can just see his face and it covers up his hair. So that always oh, makes me yeah. laugh. The little cowl thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so Which Ramani, you were wearing that when we were playing together this past week. Yeah. <laughs> I just t- changed out of my Halloween costumes and I was like, oh, what do I have to wear? And this is before I had the Chinese stealth armor as well. So I just thought, hey, Brotherhood of Steel are here. I'll throw this on in, in homage to them. Um, 
So, yeah, Romani, it's a little bit of background about Romani. She served in the National Guard with a personal mission to help those that are less fortunate or otherwise cannot help themselves. See, as I said, you get a nicer vibe from her than you do Shin. Uh, she was dispatched near Mariposa military base at the time of the Great War, learning of the formation of the Brotherhood of Steel, as well as easily transitioning into the group due to her prior military, of service, uh, military service. Um, during that time, she earned the characteristics of being a caring yet bold leader, renowned for her decisive action and inventive tactics. Although criticised by leadership, she has managed to attain a highly successful record, as well as being generally approachable by lower-ranked members. <laughs> Funny that, as I said. Um, after contact, what happens. <laughs> yeah, after contact was lost with the Appalachian chapter of the Brotherhood, she was granted command of an expedition consisting of four of the members by the Council of Elders to contact or otherwise find them. And yeah, there's a, there's a lot more, obviously most of this is pulled from the Steel Dawn quest line, but if you want to read more, check out the Fallout wiki. That um, actually does get into spoilers for what yeah, happens. Yeah. So. Um, behavior, unaggressive, average, and assistance. It says helps nobody here, which, you know, is weird considering it just said that she, um, she likes to help people less fortunate than herself. Um, now, some people may recognize... Um, uh, this actor's voice, or this actress's voice, I never know which word to use these days, I think it's interchangeable, isn't it? Um, so this voice actor is named, uh, it's a lady named Artemis Pebdani. Now, she is actually a recurring character on It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, oh, and okay. I thought, who is this? And so she, in the show, she's called Artemis Dubois, and I was like, I don't even know who that is, and so I'm not I haven't watched all of It's Always Sunny. I think I've seen maybe the first few series. I'm kind of working my way through it. And so I, I typed her name in YouTube and watched some clips, and I was like, oh, my God, it's, she is actually a really funny character in this show. <laughs> and so it's really cool. And this is her first video game as well, I believe. Um, I haven't gone through this entire list. But, yeah, she's generally a television actor. Um, but yeah, she's making, uh, you know, making a mark in Fallout here. As I say, she was in uh, the legendary up, uh, legendary run update very briefly, and now here she is in Still Dawn as a full main character, which I think is really great. Um, and as I said, I, I've enjoyed Romani so far, so I think she's done a great job. Um, then we also have another one I just wanted to point out. So Russell Dorsey, this is the um, initiate that welcomes you. Uh, when you first go up to Fort Atlas. But yeah. This character was also in the game prior to this. It was part of the um uh Supply the fort of, yeah the yeah. fortifying atlas event. Now I didn't take part in those events. I didn't either. I'm like <laughs> you guys don't deserve anything that I'm giving you. <laughs> <laughs> I had the exact same attitude and I was like look I need this steel for myself. So I didn't like actually a lot of the rare that. stuff they wanted a lot of too and I'm like come on man like <laughs> um so yeah he was there he was there before um uh and he i just wanted to point out here another nice bit of trivia so this this guy uh he's a working actor as well he's done uh some voice some other voice acting he's also done some other voices in fallout he's acted he's done the voice of a raider punk and the male blood eagles in fallout 76 um he was also voiced earl williams as well um who people will be aware of but something, yeah. <laughs> something I found funny was he has a really, really small part in the Resident Evil 3 remake. Um, he plays, uh, oh, is it Jacob? I think the chap's name is Jacob. Let me just double check. So I want to get this right. 
no Murphy. I don't know why I thought Jacob. So this character Murphy, who is on screen, I think for a total of seven seconds before he gets shot in the head, <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> which is good. Um, he he's become a bit of a meme in the Resident Evil community um, because uh, he gets shot in the head by Nikolai, who's the one of the prota- uh, antagonists of the game. But yeah, I thought that was fun because Resident Evil is another franchise that I'm a big fan of. So we still haven't encountered the guy from the Daily Ops. The I don't I'm blanking on his name, but he's got the eye patch. Like, oh yeah, yeah. Let me we still haven't encountered him yet. So maybe he'll yeah. be in an upcoming uh, update. Let me look uh, into that right now. Yeah, I'm going to kick myself when I actually see the character's name. I honestly haven't done daily ops in a while. I need to get back on that. I mean, I've pulled up the page here, and it's it's not even listed. So, yeah, that's gonna that's gonna take some further reading. But yeah, I'm maybe sure everybody's we'll... screaming at their phone right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe we'll meet him one day. Um, but yeah, so I mean, that's kind of it for characters. Is there anything else you wanted to? Is there anything else you wanted to mention about Steel Dawn specifically uh, before we move on? I've got a couple of other things mm-hmm. here. I don't. I don't think so. Um, it was interesting how one of the earliest things you do is you go around and do repairing missions with Scribe Valdez. Just kind of get Atlas up and working again. So I thought that was kind of cool, even though I hated dealing with... Uh, like, I went in there like you did and didn't have any stem packs, hardly any... <laughs> so I, was, I, I died a few times at the beginning when those uh, ghouls came after me. But, yeah, um, yeah I, I, I've really enjoyed it so far. So I'm looking forward to seeing what happens next. Yeah, I think I am too. Like, I'm, I, I might have sounded a bit cynical saying, you know, I, there was lack of depth in that. In that, but it's just, you know, I, but I definitely want more. And like, I always, um, uh, you know, having new quest lines to play is great. Like, you know, it, even if it is simple to begin with, you know, I'm happy. I'm happy with that. And for me, the best part has been meeting some of those new characters and seeing where we can go, and you know, in the future for the next year or so, uh, and I getting will the, fact, say, the fact finder. Um... Val or not Valdez, but Romani straight up said, "There's a settlement that needs your help." I'm like, "God, what game are we playing right now?" <laughs> I but heard that exact thing. I think that getting the missions from her instead of Shin actually made me do them a little bit more enthusiastically than, yeah, yeah I would if it were Shin. Like, yeah. I really liked Romani, and I well, I chose her in the end. Yeah, so okay. And then, and then Valdez is like, can't we all just get along? <laughs> no, we cannot. <laughs> so. Okay, so so we we had this big quest line, obviously, that came with the Steel Dawn update. But we also had, and you might not have anything to say about this, but we added shelters as well to the camp. And I wanted to touch on that quickly. Um, the last time I spoke to you about it, I know you hadn't even started dealing with your shelter at all. I don't know if you've made any progress yet. I did place an entrance. Uh, that was about it. I start. was trying to use the like the vault door one, and it wouldn't let me use that. I just had to use the trap door, even <laughs> though I did get a couple for free because I do have Fallout first. So, oh yeah, of course you do. Yeah, yeah. Um, I yeah, I just I had to use the trap door entrance, and I, I placed the entrance, but that's about as far as I've gotten. I haven't really decorated it yet. Yeah, I've seen a few people um, do some pretty great things. Uh, yeah. Jessica Starr has like a full on like setup down there. 
the bicycle cult. So, but she's also, I, I know she was on the private test server also. Yeah. But, and, yeah. And so it's cool. The, the thing, the thing was when I first heard about it, I was excited because it's like, great. Like I, the camp building is a big part. I, some people I know they could care less really with the camp building, but I really, really enjoy it. It's a huge part of my gameplay. I will sometimes spend sessions just not even doing any quests. I'll just be fiddling around in the camp. Um, so I was excited about shelters. Uh, my excitement dampened a little bit when I discovered you have to pay a fair bit more for some of the nice stuff, which, you know, is fine. I get it. Uh, you know, it's... Um, you to make their money somehow, I yeah, guess. Yeah. And I, I, I'm not going to have a go at them for doing that. There is a part of me that still feels sometimes the bundles are a little bit too expensive. But, you know, it is what it is. Um, that so as, turkey suit was 900 atoms. <laughs> like, what the hell? It's for something you're basically going to use for like two days. You know? Yeah. Um, yeah, so, but I've been having some ideas. So I, I've, I've got just the vault utility room at the moment. I've decorated the entrance and I'm just trying to figure out exactly what way I want to take it. The two I'm toying with is my, the first one I was thinking of was like an underground, like theater slash bar area because I was okay. going to use all the instruments and build a stage because I really like good neighbor in fallout four. And I was like, I wonder if I could bring the, what's the bar called? God, the Where Magnolia. Is. Yeah. 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 Uh, I know what you're talking about. I can't remember off the top of my head. I'm sure firewriters screaming at us now. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> so I was leaning towards that, but then I was like, hmm, maybe that's a little bit boring. I was like, maybe I could have, you know, sometimes, you know, you get in people's, I say in people's basements. I just mean there's these stories sometimes you go into people's basements or behind the walls and you find out that people have been worshipping the devil and stuff. I was like, oh, I could make like, <laughs> like a shrine. Yeah, a shrine, yeah. like a sacrificial room and things like that. So uh, I haven't made a choice yet, but I'm going to be going in one of those directions. Um, and say, it, my aunt and uncle actually have a bar and a theater in their basement. So where are you going with oh, this? Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> the um, Yeah, and there's... I always is I have the same problem which is I don't so I don't have Fallout first and so I miss out on a few of the extras, which is fine, but That's I always box is nice. Yeah. I feel like sometimes I'm always lacking a lot of the items that I want to make and I think, uh I, I spend a bit, you know, I buy atoms probably once a month and you know, I buy mm -hmm. a few things here and there, but I don't put as much money into it as, you know, I'd like to or as I'd be able to. But sometimes I'm just like I can't I can't uh, realize my vision because I'm just lacking some of these things and then you go to someone else's camp that it's just like this incredible like construction that's decorated beautifully and I think yeah how much did this cost you <laughs> no there's entire communities built around camp building like the yeah. United Wastelanders and yeah. you watch some of those streams it's like how did you even get the for some of the stuff that you did let alone be actually be able to go about it those guys are incredible like and it's one of my favorite things to do on instagram and twitter is just to check out those photos and, and things because uh, i i i'm there with them but i there's just parts of me i never have the time or you know effort to to build things as as good as that myself like, even though i really want to so i just wanted mine to look like an actual house <laughs> which now it, i mean i've switched everything over to the glass walls so um and then i've got the little i, I use the red rocket uh garage for my yeah. craft benches and all that so yeah. yeah um from what i understand there's probably going to be more added to shelters as well i know they added the vault 
the Vault Atrium, and then, yeah, Fallout First members get the Lobby as well. I need to figure out how to use that, because I, I have it. I just yeah. can't. I need to actually figure out how to go about... Ex- yeah, because it is... It's it's a big room, but that's all it is. Yeah. When you first get it, it's just, like, a door that goes to a, a room. Yeah. And, and at the, do with it what you will. The, the thing I like about the shelters at the moment is... So we have... Uh, double score and double XP. Is it double XP and double score at the moment, or is it just double score? Uh, honestly, I, I'm not sure. I've been yeah. on scorecation, so uh, either way. All than... oh, right, yeah. See, I'm on the last <laughs> few. Le- I'm on 89 now, so I'm so close. I'm I'm gonna smash through those la- and get to finish the board. But what I was gonna say was, so every day, um, I think part of the daily challenges are just visit your shelter <laughs> like you just walk yeah. through the door and instantly get like 500 that's scores. all it is yeah wow okay <laughs> so actually no good. i think i did get that when i was i was going through my the brotherhood quest line and then i placed my shelter yeah. in between missions and i walked in like oh i'm st- i can still get score points but not really okay so yeah does it not it just not do anything does it does it not really yeah because it, it'll it'll tell you when you've done uh quests and stuff like that but you don't actually get anything because you're maxed out so yeah i i bought the last five levels i run i was doing the dailies every day and then i was doing some of the weeklies and then i'm like you know what the grind is real (laughs) i'm ready for a break and then brotherhood of steel dropped early i'm like oh you guys are killing me here i'm enjoying valhalla (laughs) (laughs) yeah so i like I'm determined to finish the board this time because I didn't last time. I joined it kind of late. I didn't either. Um, but I, I actually took a. I didn't play. I got completely honest. I didn't play seventy six for like almost a month, almost all of November. Um, I don't. I was playing other stuff, but I, I was playing Fallout so every day, you know. And then we, we started. Pod- yeah, we started the podcast and everything, and then I, I just kind of I took a bit of a breather from it, and then the updates come out. And I'm back in, and I'm playing every day again now, and I'm just on that home stretch of the board, so I will get it done. Uh, and I am enjoying shelters, and I say I just feel like I'm lacking a few of the the decorative items that I want to make it uh, to to make my dreams come true. But I'm sure I'll get there. Um, uh, yeah, I mean that's kind of it for what I wanted to go through today. I didn't know if you had any other thoughts about you know what you're doing in Fallout at the moment and you know your gameplay before we move on, and I do some shout outs and do the outro here. I mean, not a lot. I finished the Mistresses of Mystery quest line. Was that yesterday? Was that, God, yeah. was that yesterday? I've been at home all week. Um, uh, yeah. <laughs> well, um, if you want to know, just ask. But, um, I've yeah, I've had a lot of time. So I, I did the Mistresses of Mystery quest, which I don't know why I put that off for as long as I did. Yeah. Um, other than that, yeah, I've kind of been taking a little bit of a break. I did... I've done a few Scorch Beast Queen events. I'm trying to get flex up so I can build the decontamination arch. Um, I mean, I've already played through Wastelanders. I could play my uh, baby character and because yeah. I wanted to side with the Raiders this time as opposed to Foundation. But, um, yeah, that I mean, that's really about it i need to finish the mayor for a day quest so the robots in watogo won't try and kill me on site (laughs) i don't know why Uh, like i i i took some chems killed the robots when they were popping up i was kind of hiding from them until they show up and then it still said i failed even though i didn't oh really 
get killed. Yeah. I don't know what happened. So I was last night when I was on the Fallout feed live chat, I was like, what am I doing wrong? Why am I why is it failing for me? Is it even possible solo? And like, uh yeah, what's wrong with you? <laughs> <laughs> but um Oh, you've got season three coming up as well, so you'll have lots yep. more grinding to do. It starts on the fifteenth, yep. so yeah, I've just kind of been enjoying my scorecation playing Valhalla and Age of Calamity, and nice. Uh, I finished Marvel's Avengers, so actually, there's more content for that coming out on the eighth. So yeah, um, it's this time of year, isn't it? Games, yeah, everything's ramping up now because everybody's staying home. I mean, we've all been staying home all year anyway, but you know, <laughs> they know that this is from October to January. There's always a ton of game content, so that's. Yeah, good. I mean, I was back at work in May. Yeah. So yeah, but, but as I said before, like, I I didn't stop working, but I luckily I was able to work from home, which has been has been quite nice. But uh, I just struggle to know what day it is sometimes. Yeah, um, <laughs> that's actually how I was this week. I'm like, wait, it's already yeah. Thursday. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So yeah, like, I, I I've only got a few minutes here because I need I've got a few things to do. But um, what I will say is we're so we're going to try and do this, you know, fairly regularly. Maybe like every couple of podcast episodes, we'll get together and have have a discussion one, um, uh, if we can. Um, but yeah, thank. Obviously, it's been good fun. Like this has been. I've tried to give it some kind of structure, but um, hopefully, uh, it's not been too haphazard, and you've got some enjoyment out of it. Obviously, Eric, thanks so much for joining me today. Um, we have. E- Officially, episode three of the podcast is going to be out before the end of 2020. So, you know, keep an eye on the social media for updates about that. Um, we're at t- we are TFTW Pod on Twitter and Tapes from the Wastes on Instagram. Um, Eric, do you want to give any plugs to your other podcasts as well? Well, first off, I want to say that um, we're we are wanting to make this kind of a community podcast. So, yes. if you have any terminal entries or lore bits that you would like to have us include, um, give us a shout out on uh, Instagram or Twitter. Um, if you want to find my other shows, I have Nintenfo and Tamrielic Adventures. Uh, Nintenfo, both of them are kind of like I'll talk about the latest news and then go into a specific topic with um, whatever podcast is whether it's nintendo or uh, elder scrolls and yeah that's uh, just search for either nintendo or tamriel adventures on yeah whatever we're, platform it is you'll find it we're always sharing the links in on our socials anyway so you should be able to find them um also yeah we we have kind of uh, mentioned them already but you know big community shout outs like since we started the podcast like you know i've discovered so many amazing people in the community mm-hmm. you know other people that do podcasts as well so mo- and i'm still discovering them now but specifically like i wanted to give a big shout out and thank you to the fallout feed and to andrew and, and jessica because they gave us a couple of shout outs on the podcast which you know they didn't have to do that and you know i just really really appreciate that like that that meant so much to me so um and you know as you mentioned united wastelanders as well um and there's just so many amazing you know photo mode artists and things like that um but i'm always trying to share and retweet things on our social media so um there is so much out there to see and it's yeah, it's been really eye-opening for me to see members of the community in these past yeah, like, couple of months. Uh, I'd mentioned Pantagruelia uh, to you before. She likes to recreate art in the game and then share the pictures. It's yeah. really cool. Um, yeah. I I want to say Jessica Starr did 
something. I think that's what it was, where she recreated the cover of The Crow, which is really cool. Oh, yeah, I saw that. Yeah, yeah, I think that was part of that. But, yeah, I think she's arced by Panta on Twitter and Instagram. Um, there's a whole um, feed for that. Yeah, the, the Fallout feed has become a, you know, I listen. I'm a regular listener. I don't often make it into the live chats, but I'm always listening. You know, as I say, I work from home, so I get to listen to those nice near four hour long episodes. They get me through, through the day. <laughs> She's always like, uh, this will be a short episode. I was like, well, so three and a half hours instead of four. <laughs> but yeah, I'm, I'm usually at work for like the first hour or so of that. And then I will listen to the rest on their uh, podcast feed. Yeah. So yeah, so. big, big, Big shout out to the rest of the community. Everybody's been great. And yeah, the feedback we've got has been really